G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We've all seen different styles of leadership in our day. Some good, some not so good, and some downright awful. We see it in the workplace, we see it in community groups, and we see it in churches. So what sort of leadership should we be finding in our local church? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at leadership from a different perspective. Over the last few weeks on the program, we've been taking a bit of a look at this thing called church because many people are uncomfortable with it. Can't tell you the number of times I've run into the attitude that church is old-fashioned and irrelevant. Can't tell you the number of times I've been sitting around with people who belong to a church and listen to them complain about this or that, some decision, the pastor, some leader or elder, and yet... As imperfect as church is, the whole church thing is God's idea, God's plan, his plan for his children, those who believe in his son, to live together as a family. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never encountered a perfect family, and church is no different. Be that as it may, I think that when we're looking around to find a church to belong to, or when we're honestly taking a good hard look at the church that we do belong to, there are times when we need to use our heads to look at the different aspects of church and ask, is this working as it should be? On the occasion that I've been looking for a church to belong to, one of the things that I look for is the style of leadership. And that's what we're going to be taking a look at on the program today, the leadership that goes on in a church. Depending on the culture in which we live, we have different expectations of leadership. Some cultures, the Korean culture, for instance, in part the Chinese culture, where leadership is quite a hierarchical concept. People have grown up in a culture where you respect and honour and obey the person who's put in leadership above you. (laughs) In many Western cultures, people are more egalitarian in their views. Consumerism, generational influences, those things can cause people to question leaders much more. So leadership has a lot to do with cultural and generational context. Someone who makes a good leader for a church as a whole may not fit so well, for instance, in a leadership role with the youth of a church. But whatever the context, whatever the culture, I think we've all seen the sort of leadership that inspires people and yet the sort that seeks to control them and push them down. The sort that empowers them and the sort that oppresses them. This isn't just a church thing, it's anywhere. Now, leadership and us submitting to leadership is only a problem when we disagree with the leader or the leaders. When we agree with them, (laughs) it's a piece of cake. But when we disagree with them, then we have a problem. And for a leader, it's kind of a delicate balance sometimes between empowering people to be all that God made them to be and to achieve all that God made them to achieve on the one hand, and yet to set boundaries and directions on the other. Because frankly, without boundaries and directions from one or more people who are clearly gifted to be leaders, 
the church is going nowhere. It's going to be all over the place. I've seen churches that start out with this great idea of giving everyone a say. And so a committee springs up for this and another one for that, the property committee, the finance committee, the missions committee, the remuneration committee, and on it goes. And whilst committee can work as a legitimate leadership tool, some churches become so bound up in committees and arguments, it turns into masterly inactivity. Back in the late 1990s, a man by the name of Christian Schwartz wrote a great book called Natural Church Development. It's based on almost 10 years' research of over a 1,000 churches in 32 countries. And one of the questions he looked at was, what sort of leadership style is it that causes a church to grow, not just in numbers, but more importantly in quality, in the richness of the body of Christ that is the church? so easy to look at megachurches. Often the leaders of those are a classic type A, goal-oriented, outcome-oriented people. But in his research, Schwartz found that it wasn't necessarily the superstars that made the best leaders. Let me read you what he had to say. And by the way, this is a great book, not too thick and very, very easy to understand. Again, it's called Natural Church Development. Anyway, this is what he writes on leadership. Leaders of growing churches concentrate on empowering other Christians for ministry. They do not use lay workers as helpers in attaining their own goals and fulfilling their own visions. Rather, they invert the pyramid of authority so that the leader assists Christians to attain the spiritual potential that God has for them. These pastors equip, support, motivate and mentor individuals, enabling them to become all that God wants them to be. And the good news is that pastors of growing churches don't need to be superstars. Most of the pastors with the highest scores in the research are little known. Now, remember this comes from a huge research project. Over 4.2 million individual responses were analysed. Turns out that the style of leadership that's the best style across countries and cultures and age groups consistently is the sort that empowers God's people to be who he made them to be and to do what he made them to do. And why, oh why, should that be any surprise to us at all? The Bible, written a couple of thousand years ago, tells us exactly that. Have a listen. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Now as an elder myself and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed... I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God that is in your charge, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it. Not for sordid gain, but eagerly. Don't lord it over the people in your charge. Instead, be examples to the flock. And then, when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades. See, the sort of leadership that the Bible talks about is the sort that doesn't lord it over people to oppress them, but by example leads people so that they follow willingly. And again, this is from Jesus, Matthew chapter 23, verses 11 and 12. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The sort of leadership that God wants for his church is servant leadership, leadership by example. I can't tell you the number of churches I've walked into where the pastor's running around utterly exhausted, running his agenda that doesn't include the people, having this person do this, that person do that, and all the time the people in the pews are grumbling. 
when I walk into a church, what I'm looking for is the sort of leadership that, sure, guides and directs and sets boundaries. That's part of leadership. But the kind that also wants to find out what people have to contribute and then sets them free, empowers them to go and to do that. Wouldn't that be radical? The number of times pews are full of people with certain giftings, but the church, the leadership, doesn't go out there to discover what those people's giftings and motivations are. Somewhere, somehow along the line, many a church has got this idea that the pastor or the minister is the one-stop shop that does it all. At the other end of the extreme, that it's a complete democracy and everyone gets to decide. In my experience, neither of those two extremes work. The sort of leadership that works is godly leadership, the sort of leadership the Bible talks about, servant-hearted leadership, a leadership that empowers the body of Christ to function by releasing each person into the church, into ministry, to do what they're gifted to do, to do what God has made them to do. That's what really works, the sort of leadership that empowers that inspires and that guides. Even though church has changed a lot recently, the fact that fewer and fewer people are choosing to be part of a church is nothing new. And even many of those who still attend are feeling less and less connected. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our special edition book, How to Choose the Right Church. It's practical and down-to-earth, and at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply this rubber-hits-the-road teaching right into the realities of your life. God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this book, God will help you make sure that you find yourself in the right church. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your book straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.